How do you perform plays to an audience during COVID-19? This is a question that the OSU Theater Department has an intriguing answer to. They will be having radio plays, outdoor performances, a dance showcase, and more. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Inside OSU Podcast. I'm Allie Jones. This year, OSU Theater is getting creative with new platforms and types of performances. On this episode, I will be talking to head of the theater department, David Kersnar. He explains what they are doing for this year's productions and how they are maintaining safety. Here's my interview with David Kersnar on this week's Inside OSU podcast. What's important for everyone in the OSU community to understand is that OSU theater and dance is for them. We truly feel that you belong in OSU theater and dance, that this is here for them. The purpose of a live performance of performing arts is to help solidify and create community. And that that's been going on since the dawn of time. And so we're thrilled to continue that tradition, steward the arts here at OSU so this year is very different. So how are you doing it this semester then? Okay. So because of the pandemic, uh, OSU Theater really had to follow what the entire industry is doing, which is keeping an eye on the pandemic, keeping an eye on where hotspots are, but also really paying attention to the CDC's guidance in that there we really aren't recommending large gatherings over long periods of time. Well, that is the very nature of live theater. We get together large groups of people. There's almost 600 seats in the Vivia Lock, and we have them together for a couple hours, including our large casts. So that's not going to work this year. So what we decided to do is start with productions that we knew we could control the environment. And that's why we picked radio plays. So all this fall, we are recording our shows and presenting them to our audiences broadcast um, in the way that theater was actually presented over the radio back in the 20s and 30s and 40s. where you would experience a live production, but it was brought to your living room or to whatever device you're listening on. Back then it was uh, crystal or transistor radios. And uh, so now we have our smartphones and other devices we can listen on. You mentioned the radio plays that are going to be happening this fall and that those were something that used to happen way back in the day. So Mm -hmm. how did you come up with that idea? Well, Again, it was taking a look at what was possible. I think at one point we were taking a look at maybe we'll produce this over a Zoom platform. But as we found that, you know, Zoom, nobody knew what Zoom was six months ago. And now, boy, I wish I had bought stock in Zoom, right? We're all on Zoom all day long. Theater's job is to wake us up to the truth. We use theatrical techniques to shock us into paying attention. And so, Actually, producing over Zoom, where was a novel idea six months ago, we quickly realized that people were spending enough time on Zoom and they actually needed a break from it. So we were taking a look at, well, what are other ways that we can safely produce performance? And 
in taking a look at what thematically we could offer, we were thinking about Halloween. And that's when I, I remembered my father actually showing me an old recording of the Orson Welles adaptation of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Now, War of the Worlds, when it was first written, took place in London. And the uh, celebrity, Orson Welles, he, uh, of course, is known for film and from, from the period, um, and also his radio show with the Mercury Theater. And he would do the Mercury Theater Radio Hour. And it was a variety show where they would depict different stories, have music. And so he set out to try to create a realistic version, adapting the story from London to New York and trying to get the audiences to really believe that there was an invasion from Mars centered in New York State. So for us, we're like, wow, that, that really had an incredible effect. I wonder if, could we pull it off in our contemporary times? So what we decided to do was readapt the radio version from New York to a Stillwater-centric production. So this is taking place in Payne County in Oklahoma, locations around Stillwater to tell, retell War of the Worlds, including instead of um, orchestral music during the breaks, we're actually using Red Dirt music. John Cooper and the Red Dirt Rangers, who used to have the Red Dirt Radio Hour, we are bringing back that show, and John Cooper is actually going to be a guest on the show. So he's going to help us create this little ha Halloween prank. I don't think it's going to have the same effect because there's a special way that you can listen to this. You, you won't be able to just tune in on the, on the radio. But if you did put it on your device, you might be able to play it for other folks that don't know where you're getting it from. and It might spook them. And then we're also, with um, Charlotte's Web coming later, we're actually going to do a, a live recording of that from the Gypsy Cafe, which is at the farm where Red Dirt Music was first created here in Stillwater. So I'm, I'm really thrilled about that. So it's going to have a, a, a super country feel. Well, you went through the process of deciding that you're going to have those radio plays. So then how did you go about picking what shows that you wanted to incorporate into that? So that got a bit complicated because, you know, when we first started doing this, we realized oh, that normally you, when you choose a show, you contact that writer's agent or or whatever company is publishing their intellectual properties. So you take these shows and you, and they give you the live performance rights and usually you pay a fee per performance. Well, in this case, we aren't allowed to do live performances. So something unprecedented is happening um, amongst these um, companies like Dramatic Publishing or uh, Samuel French, um, or Concord, which hold the intellectual property rights to all these musicals in place. And what's happening is they are actually granting streaming rights. So that now different, different um, authors are allowing different kinds of rights. Some are allowing just 
blanket. They're saying you can stream it. You can stream it live. You can record it and stream it as much as you want. And then we pay them a fee for that. Others are saying, well, you can, you can broadcast this regionally. So you can broadcast this in Oklahoma, but I don't want it to be just all over the United States. Um, some are saying you can do a live streaming. So if we were at, if people were listening in right now and this was being broadcast to them live, they would allow that. But they don't want us recording it and then broadcasting it encore over and over again. So that's very different. This has never happened before. So in a way, the scariness of the pandemic has allowed the performance industry to test out new ways of reaching audience. So I, I see it as exciting. So the, what we had to do was actually choose shows that gave us the most amount of flexibility because we had no idea what's going on with the pandemic and what was going to be allowed. And we, we wanted to be able to plan a season and not have to keep changing because we had, we had a completely different season picked out for you. And we had to stop that because, well, frankly, some of those shows, they're not offering the rights for, for them. War of the Worlds happens to be in what's called public domain. So we were able to do it because there's, um, there's no longer the need to pay rights. With Charlotte's Web, they're offering streaming rights. And so we were able to do it. Sounds like a lot of decision making, a lot of trying to figure out how to do this whole thing. So now let's talk about the students. How, how has this changed for them? What did their auditions and rehearsals look like? Very interesting. So first off, we, our students also serve on our season selection committee. And um, so the students were in on the rides. They knew what was happening and how um, the season was changing. Well, along with not being able to perform live in front of a live audience, there's other precautions we needed to take. Um, having a bunch of students gather for auditions was also a problem. So we actually held auditions over Zoom. It was a, a virtual recreation of what an audition is normally like. So this actually, again, turning lemons into lemonade, was a way for students to practice uh, the distance auditions that are already occurring in our industry. What about rehearsals? What do students do for those? That's also been online um, because we didn't want to have our students in the same space for too long. Um, so what we did was we purchased special uh, microphones that are specifically designed um, to interface with their laptops. And we set them up with a rig, kind of like I'm talking right now, and they take them home. And so they set up a little recording studio in their home, where whatever space they can use. And so we've been holding most of our rehearsals online, but then once a week we come together. And last Monday was our first in-person rehearsal. We tested out the entire production. You know, there are some limitations with, um, Zoom platforms or other online platforms. There's a latency issue for those that want to get geeky about this. That just means that there's a delay in once you hear something and, and you're sending out your communication, it, it 
takes a microsecond to get to the other person and for them to respond. So when you're depending on your actors having a dialogue where they're topping in on one another, there's a little delay there that can be annoying. And, and so being in person, it's it. I'll just say that when we did the run through online compared to in person, we sped up 11 minutes when we were in person. So it's it's significant. And for those that understand the theatrical process, timing is everything. And so that's something that we are going to need to overcome. We still depend on the anxieties and the fears of our of our audience. And so it's going to take them a while to feel comfortable coming back to the theater. So we're going to, we're going to need to reinvent and, and expand our definitions of a theatrical venue. And I think, well, frankly, a podcast like this with the more interactive qualities that we've added to online platforms, we, we're going to be able to produce more theater online. Well, things such as that theatrical venue that the students are used to, and that's a part of being in a production, what else is going to be different for students for their experience? We're focusing really on sound design this fall. And that's something that, you know, it's funny because to produce theater, we hold weekly production meetings where each one of the elements of the production is discussed and planned for. And if there's any challenges or changes that come up, we discuss that. And it always is done in this following triage. You, you, the director talks and then it goes straight to set design, then costumes, then lighting. And if there's any time left over, sound gets asked their few questions. Well, now sound's at the top, right? And so it's in a way, it's a great time to be a sound designer. You're really needed. Um, I would say there's a lot more students that are really focusing and understanding areas of sound. Our performers are learning about how a microphone can be their um, friend. Many times folks, when they first approach a mic, they're you know way back here and it affects things. But I can also use way back here if I'm trying to create um, yelling or some kind of excitement, right? If you're trying to do that, but then you come up here to create that presence and the, um, it actually expands your voice. And so that's, that's a learned um, skill that we're teaching our performers. For a list of this semester's productions, visit theater.okstate.edu. If you would like to be a part of the audience, download the Ocali Media Group app and head over to the theater channel. I'm Mally Jones. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Mm-hmm.